The snow bunting is a small white arctic songbird that is most typically observed in the winter, in large open areas of snow such as farm fields and prairies. This species is most typically seen in its wintering territory, in flocks that can range from the dozens to the thousands, seeking seeds to sustain them till they return to their breeding territories in spring. It's mid-February and I'm on a quiet dirt road in Haldeman County, Ontario, at a location where these birds are typically banded for scientific studies. There may not be much song this time of year from this species, but if you listen carefully, there are quite a few bubbly vocalizations. My name is Rob and this is Songbirding. Duxbury Road, Altamont County. There's some flocks of snow buntings here. So I got about seven of them on the wire, hydro wire here. And a small flock around a well, it looks to be a feeding station, so this is probably from the Snow Bunting Network who's doing banding this area. They've set out some feed so they can trap the birds, put bands on them, and release them. band them so they can track where they're going. Also some horned larks here too. They seem to be fairly active eating. They're not very talkative. Flock on the move. There we go. There's the flock on the move. Two to three hundred, maybe four hundred snow buntings. Look at this rattle sound they make. 
one of the calls. There's also the Siu call that is the um, horned larks. again. Oh, another flock is joining. Another hundred or so. So snow buntings fly down from the Arctic each winter. They tend to stay in areas with lots of snow though. They prefer the snow. I know from having participated in some of the banding here before that uh, they are so tolerant to the cold that they actually overheat if they get into temperatures above, say, 10 to 15 degrees. I think around 20 degrees Celsius they go into shock. Something like that. So they are very much bred for the cold. In fact, they like to at night sleep inside the snow, apparently. They burrow into the snow and uh, stay as a group inside the snow. There's a horn lark. That's you call. Another one. sheep nearby in a barn. Oh, here is a common red bull. Didn't expect that. Actually a flock of about 60 crows in here, what I'm seeing. In the field, uh, about one farm over from here. So this area, I'm in Alderman County, it is mostly farm area. There are some forested spots, but not much urban area. Pretty much a grid pattern of roads with lots of farms, mostly flat. There's some snow bunting calls. So this is their wintering territory. Here's one. So I don't think I'm going to hear any of them sing, because they're not on breeding territory, they're on wintering territory. And yeah, they come south not to avoid the uh, snow, but to actually 
Um, find snow where there's also seed. So you look for them in uh, mostly flat fields. Can be some hills though too, but they like flat because they can see all around them. And the flock can, uh, can avoid predators. But you can also find them on roadsides because they uh, like the road salts. And they come in flocks that can be, you know, small, 20, 30, but usually, I find the average flock 200 to 300 usually, but they can get up to thousands in a flock. But uh, they prefer fields that are going to have lots of seeds for them to dig up. You're not going to find them in like cash crop fields. Be more like um, wildflower uh, fields that have run wild and um, well, I'd say wheat, oats, those kinds of things, barley. They do like corn, but corn fields mm, not necessarily because usually there's not much actual corn left after harvest. But um, I'm presuming they're probably feeding on some corn that was left for them here. Not going to get close enough to see. Yeah, finding them often is a case of driving around in the countryside like this. Oh, there's a couple of them on the road right in front of me here. I don't have my binoculars with me because I'm using my directional mic. I think those are horn marks in front of me. It's got at least one curious snow bunting coming closer to me. But it's not saying anything. Okay, flock just got spooked or something. Flying up and around. little buzz sounds. So horn larks like to mix in with them, although they're not great at flying in pattern with them. There's a really buzzy one. Lapland longspurs also hang out with them. They're a little more uncommon around here. And I'm not hearing any. This one's really buzzing well. Oh, he's joining the flock. So my little feeding station is empty right now. So I'm going to continue up the road a bit. I see a bunch hanging out in a... I think it's a pine tree. Yeah, they do, from time to time. Perch somewhere. They're not averse to it, they just don't do it very often. Same with the horn larks. Oh, 
going overhead. Small group of seven. Looks like they're going to join the other flock in the tree, maybe. No, they're flying by. Oh, going to a different tree. Which is also nearby. Deciduous tree with no leaves. Oh, there are red poles mixed in. Interesting. So it's a choo-choo. Choo-choo, whatever you want to call it. Call is the red pool is mixed in. But yeah, all this bubbly, rattly sounds are the snow buntings. snow bunting still sitting in the tree up there. Some crows around. You might be able to hear some barnyard animals too. They seem to be just resting in the tree. Making a lot of bubbly sounds. Oh, we're getting a brief bit of sunlight. The sun will inspire any of them to sing. Here we go. A them flying over. Heading back to the feeding station. Gonna head back that way. So yeah, finding snow buntings on your own uh, probably helps to check eBird and things like that to see what some common spots are for them. But if you're looking around, um, 
and you've got access to a car, you're probably going to need access to a car um, for this. Generally, places that have snow buntings are out of the reach of public transit. Maybe not everywhere, but most places. But you're going to want, probably, to have a second person with you. So one person drives, the other person looks for the birds, but if you're on your own driving like I was today, um, they can be pretty obvious when they're alongside the road, or if you just know locations like I do, where they pretty much return to every year. Of course, it's not always 100% consistent because farmers change their crops. There we go. A little more on the move again. Oh, another 50 or 60 just came in. Yeah, so as crop rotations happen, that can change where your snow buntings are going. A couple of years ago it was discovered that uh, at least the ones in southern Ontario are pretty much constantly in migration. Oh, on the move again. So they're pretty much constantly in migration in the sense that they can, in a given week, move around by tens or even maybe hundreds of miles, depending on how much effort they put into it. But I'm hearing a red pull again. But they found on several that were banded with uh, GPS trackers yeah, they were going pretty far, way farther than people thought um, on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, one day they might stay one place for a bit, get some food, but then the next day they might fly 40 miles to a completely different county and uh, feed there. And then maybe they'll return back to where they were first uh, tagged later. It just... Um, they move around a lot. They move around a lot and a lot further than people expected them to in the winter. So they are probably, for the lack of a better term, nomadic come winter. So while this is like snow bunting ter wintering territory here, uh, the actual flock that's here may not be the same throughout the winter. It may just be different flocks coming in. Uh, I don't know that they know whether the flocks split up, stay together as one group, merge, etc. be nice if uh, there was longspur here. I could pick them out for sounds, but I don't think there are. So I've got maybe... 50 to 70 of them in front of me right now. The larger flock has gone somewhere else. Group of three to 400. Here comes a few more coming in. So they're not too unfriendly 
to people. This group is, I want to say, 40, 50 feet away. They're not going to let me get much closer than this, though, I don't think. Oh, here comes another 70 or so. Very quietly flying in. I was hearing a raven, but no. Oh, there is red poles. Guess a couple are mixing in with the snow buntings. times of year we get them here is um, between late October to uh, uh, probably mid to late March at the latest. Can't imagine them staying till April unless it stays really cold. So another place if you do want to catch some but uh, and see them but maybe not see them feeding is along lake shores during migration time. Uh, around here you can go to Lake Shore of Lake Ontario during migration and they'll follow the shore when they're migrating. You'll get to hear them. You can hear, listen for this rattle sound. This bubbly rattle. Also I find during later in February into March always hearing horned larks flying overhead. They migrate as well during that time. Usually solo or a couple of birds at a time though, but their little sioux kind of call can be heard during migration, and that can be anywhere. That doesn't have to be along the shoreline. Got some roosters in the background. Kind of hoping the larger snow bunting flock would come back. It looks like I just have this about maybe 100 or so to 130, 140. So if you're ever doing Christmas bird count and you've got a bunch of snow buntings and you need to count them, my trick for it is grab your camera, wait until a time when most of them are in flight get a photograph with them all in frame. Doesn't matter how small they are. And uh, later on, do some counting. Pull up the photo on your computer. Uh, you can count one by one. I mean, I'll do it a couple times and average it out. Or just, you know, do it in groups of tens or something. And then maybe groups of fifties. It depends on how many, but as long as you can get dots to represent each bird 
you can make pretty decent counts of them that way. So if you're ever in a rush, a Christmas bird count, and you know, the bird, the flocks move fast. It's hard to estimate them. Oh, here comes the flock. Maybe another hundred or so. A couple hundred here, at least. Two to three hundred. There's definitely a red pull or two in here. There's some, also some other calls that are similar red pull, but it isn't red pull. Little cheat cheat sounds are making. Oop, something spooked him. So during this time of year, the snow buntings, while predominantly white, have a lot of brown and a little bit of black on them. Uh, but uh, they start more brownish at the beginning of the winter and it fades out more and more as it goes through the winter as the feathers wear down. And then by the time they're back on territory in the Arctic, which that would be neat if someday I could record that, but that will be a while. Um, by the time they're back up there, they are really just black and white at that point. They're up flying again. A couple of them are landing on the pole up here. A crow in the background. And a rooster crowing in the background, too. There's one buzzing right in front of me. Up on a wire. That's the snow bunting. Little pute. And some buzzes. It's a flock of, I don't know, 70 or so crows nearby here too. 
have to find they love this road as well. I don't know why. I mean, I would understand if they were taking over the snow bunting feeding station, but they're not. Bunch of them are landing on the wire now. As you can hear in the background, there's a somewhat busy road here as well. To do these recordings, I need to find a quiet back road that has snow bunting, so this is about the best I can do right now. This is a dirt road, so not much traffic. I think I've been here maybe half an hour now. One truck, that was it. another flock over my head. Oh, this is a big one. I think I've got 400 here again. I've got one snow bunting about, oh, now three, four, five on the road, eating road salts, presumably, or maybe Maybe just some pebbles. They use it to grind up their food in their uh, pouches. So sometimes these kinds of birds will... Oh, a whole bunch of them come on the road now. They're all deciding it's time to get some salts and pebbles. Oh! That poof sound was them taking off from there. They grab food into this kind of front pouch they have. It's called the crop. That's where they store a lot of the food that they quote-unquote eat. They kind of store it there for breaking it down and for eating it later. So they'll regurgitate and swallow it later. But when it sits in the crop, I know other birds do this. I presume snow buntings also do this that they can use that as a place to grind the food up as a replacement for chewing. So they need a pebble or two in there to do it. Also, like all animals, they like salt in their diet, so road salt's also useful. So I have... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 43. Snow buntings on a wire here. 
And as you can hear, they're somewhat conversational. But I doubt you would think this is 43 birds if you're listening to this. You'd probably think it's four or five. They don't all talk. to leave. Now we're down to about 11 birds on the line. Here's another flock of about 12. Larger flock will be back soon. I think I'll wrap it up here with this couple dozen or so birds on the wire and the feeding station. Songbirding on Territory was recorded, engineered, narrated, and created by me, Rob Porter, with cover art and logo design by Lauren Helton, and Creative Commons music from REW.
Thank you.